following was produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated in Memphis, Tennessee. Hello, my name is Rick Cheddar, and this is From Radioland. Greetings, salutations, hello, hey, how's it going? Welcome to another episode from Radio Land. From the home office in Memphis, Tennessee, it's episode 352 of the program here on this uh, Sunday. It is the 8th of November. It's the date of production. Yeah, it's, it's we're putting it together. It's when it goes out the door. It's, it's, it's the hottest, freshest pile of of whatever. Goodness, <laughs> badness. No, it's good. We have a fun show for you. Today. we got a really fun show, actually. Uh, sat down with a supermodel I did. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes it's good to be me. <laughs> yes. I'll tell you more about that later. She's she's wonderful. She's absolutely delightful, and uh, she's easy on the eyes. And we did we did the thing with the camera thing. We had the, the the Google Beat thing with the cameras on, and we were looking at each other. It was great. It was great. I made a joke in there, in that interview that didn't. It, it seems like it falls flat. I left it in there. <laughs> But there's a reason for this. I made this the statement, something along the lines of I'm I uh only one of us is wearing pants. And it was meant to be sort of a weird self-deprecating back at me sort of joke. And when I when I laid that joke down, I, I happened to be looking at the laptop at the time and looking at her, and her eyes got as big as basketballs, and I thought, oh my God, I just I've just I've crossed the line with this woman and she's she's about to hang. And as it turns out later, of course she didn't respond to it, but we just kept running with the conversation. When we got done with the interview, we chatted for for a bit after as we do, you know, you do these things and okay, we got the the tape part done. Let's so now let's have a real real chat. And she she said when you said that, I thought that you had seen me and I went, "What are you talking about?" And she goes, "I'm just wearing my lucky boxers." She had a shirt on, of course, but I mean, she was you know, I was just wearing my lucky boxers. And uh, so every once in a while, I'll send her a message regarding that. And she, she's amused. <laughs> and Sherry Nelson. She's, she's from, you've seen her from Maxim Magazine. You may have seen her in her lucky boxers. I don't know. I did not. Nevertheless, uh, yeah, uh, I've been asked a few questions. I mean, this has been a, this has been a big week, man. We've, we've, we've dealt with a lot this week. Uh, we've dealt with the, with the election. It's a big deal. And we're dealing with the pandemic. It's still a big deal. It's not going away, despite what some people have suggested. Oh, you know, day after the election, the COVID's going to go away. That didn't happen, clearly. <clears throat> it's not going to happen, clearly. Going to take a little while. We got to get caught up on this stuff. But I was asked by uh, a couple of friends of mine who have been wanting to know what all this what all this talk is on Facebook that they're, they're hearing from different people and they'll say, Hey, find me at parlor P A R L E R. And, and they were like, well, what's that? I don't know anything about it. Well, I do know what it is. And it's, uh, <laughs> it's interesting is what it is. Parlor is a, uh, it's a social media website. Of course it is. It's a, it's another Facebook, Twitter, Instagrammy thing, whatever. We just don't have enough of those, apparently. But Parlor is different, you see, my friends. Parlor is um, it's a microblogging deal. I've, I've just I've just pulled up their Wikipedia here. Uh, Parlor is uh, is an interesting spot because it has a significant user base of Trump supporters, conservatives, Saudi nationalists. Posts on the website often contain far right content, anti semitism, and conspiracy theories. The site has been described as an alternative to Twitter and it's popular among people who have been banned from mainstream social networks or oppose their moderation policies. So, in other words, these are the people that had been, you know, put into Facebook jail for spreading false information, you know, fake news, that kind of thing. And uh, they come out and they go, well, screw you. I'm going to go take my social media savviness somewhere else. And they go over to Parler. And so they can do it now amongst themselves, I guess, because I don't think there's going to be any other people over there. I mean, it says here as of July of 2020, the site had 2.8 million users. I think that went up significantly as of November 3rd. <laughs> I'm just saying, I'm just saying here. Oh, look, I don't, yeah, I don't give a shit who you voted for, really. I mean, just you, you did what you did. That's great. Knock yourselves out. I voted. 
I have, I have a clean conscience about it all. I'm not worried about any of this stuff. I'm ready for it to be behind me. But it's funny to watch the reactions of people when this sort of thing happens. And man, oh man, oh man. So everybody's going, hey, we're going to go over to parlor. Uh, we can do, we can talk shit over there. They won't let us out. And sort of, it's, it's going to turn into, it's going to turn into the Lord of the Flies online. I think it's exactly what this is. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, I don't know. You know, I come from a world that many of you do as well, where the idea of formulating an original thought usually came at the expense of time spent with people who did not think like you. You know, where you can have discussions about things that you may not agree with or you might agree with or parts in thereof, and you discuss it. You go back and forth, you know, parlay. <laughs> Parlor is, uh, it's French for to speak, by the way, parler. It's uh, to speak is what it is what it is. But where I came from, as I said, as many of you have, when you sit down and have discussions with other people, whether you agree with them or not, is how basis of real legitimate opinions come about, right? So when you've got everybody that's saying the exact same thing <laughs> in one spot, I don't know what they hope to accomplish aside from well, hey, I'm right, and so are you. I mean, it's and it's going to be a weird, a weird uh, experiment in social media. I don't know how how that's going to work because I don't know of too many other people aside from those that are really out on the far right who are anti-Semitists and and really enjoy a good conspiracy theory are going to want to go over there. I mean, seriously, if you do, that's you know you, you apparently have a spot now. And it will be interesting to see how long that really lasts before these people decide they're going to... Because they've all said, we're leaving Facebook because we don't like Zuckerberg telling us what to think. Uh-huh. Uh, we'll see how it goes. It's only been around since 2018. You know, it's only been around for a couple of years. So, you know, it might be, it might be a thing. I don't know. Best of luck to you. And see, even Facebook, with its difference of opinions, is an amusing place. It really is. It either, it, re, it, it no one, no one's ever got their opinion changed, mind you, but it does, it does make you help open up your eyes a little bit to the other possibilities that occur out there in the world. And that's, and that's, that's, that's cool, right? <laughs> so, uh, so there you go. <clears throat> On that, we shall pause when we come back after this very brief break. You're going to meet a very, very delightful young lady. Her name is Sherry Nelson. She is a supermodel. I mean, complete with the cape. Girl flies everywhere you are, man. <laughs> no, but she's dying to come to Memphis. We'll have that discussion. Plus, we played a game. It's all coming up next right here from Radioland. Don't go away. Hi, this is Reverend Oma from the Broom Closet Metaphysical Shop. A lot of us are making time to deepen our spiritual paths. The Broom Closet has a wide selection of books on spiritual topics and a huge selection of tarot and oracle cards for connecting with spirit and our higher selves. You can choose from our vast selection of gemstones, crystals, and crystal jewelry to enhance your spiritual journey. Check out our mindful living gifts and home decor to complete your sacred space. Visit us in downtown Memphis or online at thebroomclosetmemphis.com. My guest this time uh, comes to us all the way from British Columbia, and uh, what's remarkable about about this guest is that uh, you folks that are listening don't get to see what I see, and uh, and uh, that's I'm just gonna I'm just gonna hold this vision all to myself, uh, ladies and gentlemen. You've seen her in Maxim Magazine and some other places as well. She joins the program. Sherry Nelson is here. Hello, Sherry. Hi, Rick. I'm happy to be here. You've got the most amazing voice in radio, so. Woo, I love well, it. <laughs> well, thank you so much. I appreciate that. You don't have to be a suck up now. I mean, I can I can take the truth. No, no, you do. You got that soothing. You got a great voice and a great face, ladies. If anyone's wanting to know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was I was sitting here thinking about you know about this whole thing, and I've been I've been looking forward to having a chat with you uh, and having you on the program. You're you're you've got a you've got a remarkable story, uh, really. I mean, you've gone from from uh, working in a lumber yard uh, all the way to Maxim magazine and, 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 and still going on doing some great stuff. And my first thought is of course, before I read up on you was like, how do you, how does one go from a lumber yard 
to the red carpet, which you've done. I mean, you know, how did that happen? What, 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 what got you into the position you're in? Um, well, anyone out there, if there's something that lands in front of you and you think, geez, I'd like to try that, do it. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, no, uh, I was working for my family. I was uh, fifth generation in the sawmilling industry in southeastern British Columbia. And uh, my family, my father sold the company uh, the end of April 20, 2018. And, um, and then a couple of months later, I was traveling throughout the United States looking to get remain in lumber lumber trading and uh i got messaged on my facebook page uh, a photographer liked my profile photo so he asked he said would you should enter the maxim magazine contest and uh so i did uh usually for canadians they're only for americans but fortunately for me um i entered it because it was international and uh, it went about six, eight weeks, and it was um, you, you would advance based on uh, votes. So um, it ended up I came in the top four after several weeks. And to be honest, had I been still selling lumber, I would not have entered it because, yeah. Oh, really? <laughs> you know, I just, yeah, no, I just, um, no, I didn't, I don't know. I It's just a funny thing, but I had nothing to lose, so. I thought, well, okay, but but near the end, um, when I would go for interviews, I was starting to get nervous because a couple of people noticed that I was in it, and I thought, oh no, this is going to defeat all my chances of you know maybe getting a job. And uh, yeah, so no, um, I'm I'm blessed, I'm fortunate. Maxim is is a great magazine, and uh, no, I'm I'm really honored to be tied to to their name. That's awesome. I mean, uh, and you know, it's, 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 it's so funny because you're, you're, you're very much like the fabled girl next door. You know, she's, here's this girl working in a sawmill. I just have you in like, you know, in my, in my mind, you know, in over in overalls, coveralls covered in sawdust and tree sap. And next thing you know, you're, you're in a bikini somewhere in some exotic location, having your picture taken, uh, living a wonderful life. And that's, I mean, that's a great, that's a great way to kick off a new career for you. I'd say. Well, it, it's funny because, you know, when I sold lumber, everything was done over the phone yeah. or by email. So nobody saw me. And I remember at a couple of job interviews I went to, uh, um, someone was saying, oh, this is Sherry from uh, a lumber company in British. And people, like, it's a small, you know, any industry's got a small world. And a few times they're like, you're Sherry at Galloway Lumber. I go, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, that's me. So that was- <laughs> yeah, that was, uh, I guess you say, BC uh, before COVID. So there was no Zoom meeting. So, yeah, nobody knew who I was to see me. Yeah, well, well, you know, hey, it's worked out for you so far. And see, and you're, you're parlaying that into other stuff. You're doing a lot of streaming work, uh, an appearance on this show notwithstanding, of course, but you're doing some video, you're doing some television, uh, uh, some other radio shows, I think. Is that right? You're, you're guest yeah, hosting on yeah. a couple of things? No, um, I've been really, I've been, I've won the lottery. Uh, first of all, I started with uh, Jimmy Starr and Ron Russell on their show, doing some things with them. And then uh, Chance TV, he gave me an opportunity to do some writing and, and producing or co-producing his show. Um, and then um, the great Jimmy Starr, I had met him and I went to an Oscar party and I met this girl on the red carpet and her name's Trixie Gwynn of custom trends. Yes. And, uh, it was her that mentioned to, uh, Brian Sebastian of movie reviews and more to contact me. Um, because she was saying to contact me to come as a, as a host, but Brian, <laughs> he was looking for lumber for his, uh, <laughs> of all things. Ranch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so he phoned me. So we had about two or three phone conversations. And then after about a month, uh, Trixie said, is Sherry going to come on the show? And he goes, why? And she goes, did you see her? He goes, no. She goes, give her a call. And so I came on the show and I've been there ever since. And it's been wonderful. So um, up to that, I was behind the camera and now I'm in front of it. And uh, I've been guest hosting at other places. So I I really quite enjoy it. It's a different world, isn't it? Uh, The show business. It's it's clearly different than the lumber company or lumber world. Uh, But yeah, show business is one of those things that when it, it kind of finds you, you know, uh, that's the way it worked with me and several other people that I know of. It's just that they just kind of fell into it, and and it's sort of that worked that worked that way with you because by God, look at you, you know, this is this is such a good thing for you. Oh, you're sweet. Um, no, it, it's it's been wonderful, and uh, perhaps it's my lumber um, 
job previously where I was communicating so much with um, buyers, you know, wanting to know what they, their needs were and, and so that I could accommodate them for, you know, species, grade, dimensions, things like that. But perhaps, you know, that was my training ground to be able to discuss and talk to um, guests that come on the show because generally I aim to, you know, give them their best possible platform and you know, um, I, I respect the audience. I want them to walk away, you know, 35, 40 minutes later feeling they've learned something or they've been enlightened. Not that they're like, oh, I just wasted 35 minutes. <laughs> so it's never, I, I it's never a waste, Sherry. You know that. It's never a waste. <laughs> but, yeah, no, I, I just hope that, um, you know, it's just something that they enjoy. And if they see that I'm there um, and us girls are there, that they feel like, oh, this will be good because um, they'll add value to me somehow. Well, sure. I mean, I like like you, I've come from different backgrounds as well. I'm So far, I've learned a little bit more about wood that I never thought I would. Pardon the pun, but, you know, nevertheless. Wood is good. <laughs> <laughs> well, yes, it can be in the right circumstances, sure. <laughs> And I'm telling you what, folks, those of you that are listening to this thing, the, the, the vision that I have, I can tell you probably only one of us seems to be wearing pants. <laughs> <laughs> all I see is your head, honey. That's all I see. <laughs> I'm wearing pants. Of course I am. <clears throat> Maybe. Uh, so so with all of this that's happened with you, with, the, with this whole transition in your world here, go, you know, as you, as, you pro, as, you, as you progress through this, are there, is there anything that you really, really want to do? Are you keeping your eyes on something that's maybe above and beyond where you're at right now? Uh, yeah, I, I want to try anything and everything. You know, um, the one minor blessing with the COVID is it gives you time to think about things and think about where you want to be. You know, um, so I've been doing a lot of writing. I've written a screenplay. Oh, yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, um, and I've got an idea for a second one. So when the borders open up again, you know, I hope, you know, in a perfect world, I'd put something on the screen that people would enjoy. So, yeah. 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 So I, I'm, I just, I would like to, you know, tap into as much, as much as I possibly could um, and just leave, you know, I know fame is 15 minutes and I just hope that. Perhaps I can leave a positive legacy, you know. Behind. Oh, sure, sure. Well, with uh, with you in, uh, involved in the screen, the screenwriting end of it. What about acting? Have you thought about doing uh, more of that? I oh, I would I would really enjoy that. Um, but I think that's probably up to a, a director or a producer to see if I'm a fit. So, um, but no, I would I would hope that I could do okay on that. Yeah, it's 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 odd. I've I've been in a few films myself, and I understand how how that how that works. And it is it's a strangely weird world. And the 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 acting thing is is uh, I don't know. It's it, it's not for everybody, you know. Because you, you see, when you get to the set, you're thinking, "Oh, this is it. This is you know, I spend more time at the craft table eating donuts than than doing anything else. A lot of hurry up and wait. It's exciting when you get to do it and when you see the finished product and all the people that go into into putting in a a production is is really quite remarkable. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's a, it's a thing that a lot of people have wrapping, have problems wrapping their heads around. For example, like, you know, with you being a model, right. Um, I've got a couple of friends of mine that are photographers and they have done, uh, shoots uh, for various uh, publications. And, and, and I always tease them. It's like, Oh, Oh, what exotic locale did you go to this time? And, and all, you know, hanging around all those pretty girls this whole time. Uh, you know, and, and he'll tell me every time he's like, dude, it's not what you think. I mean, it is, it's so much work on everybody's point of view. It's not a, it's not just a, Hey, check out the sunset type thing. It's like, hurry up before we lose the light, you know, that kind of thing, you know, and you're, and you guys are having to hold these poses sometimes in an uncomfortable position because it's the way it's going to look on, on film. Yeah. Well, and then, you know, the funny thing is, is the last time I did one, <laughs> there's the drone factor. <laughs> yeah, there is that. There were four or five drones flying around and uh, I I just kept thinking, oh my goodness, there's going to be a crash. But what, um, I'm curious, what movies were you in? Because you do have a good face and, and a, you know, first impression. I, I've done really small, low budget stuff. Uh, you know, I've, I did a few little projects in and around this area that didn't really get too terribly far. I was on a a recent episode of Bar Rescue, uh, the television show. Oh, yeah. okay. Uh, which was, that was my first real experience with a reality television show. And that, that's a whole different animal. That's the most bizarre thing you could ever be a part of because it's, well, it's clearly not reality. You know, it's, they, they had, they had you go into a, a, a bar, right? And I was one of the 
customers, you know, and I'm, and I'm sitting there with a friend of mine and we're at the bar and we're, and they tell us what to order and how to say this and how to do that. And they had, they left a lot of improvisation to it, which was kind of fun, but they tell you that, you know, everybody, everybody is, is unaware of the cameras and there's like five guys and they're all like within about five, six feet of you with this big thing on their shoulders and there's, and it's lit. I mean, it's not, it, it could be further for the truth as to what it was. So yeah, when and then you know you you go through the motions on this, and there's no real reshoots per se. They just kind of tell you what's happening, and then then you do it, and they'll shoot for like four or five days for for an episode that lasts you know an hour. So yeah, that's it's it's really strange. It's very plastic, and it's you know it was more boring than anything else. But I mean, I'm, I got a chance to meet some really cool people and some still friends with some of these production cats that worked on that show. It was great. Yeah. Well, that's the best thing about being an extra is the networking and the people you meet. You know oh, yeah. what I mean? Just just turn, you know, the lemons into lemonades. And, yeah, you walk away with another, you know, group of people in your Rolodex. It's great. Oh, yeah. I get calls every once in a while from from people. I, I, I guess they find me through the things that I do with Radio Memphis or with this show or anything else. And they'll say, hey, Rick, can we uh, can we borrow you for this, that, or the other? And if I'm available, you know, I, I do what I can. You know, because – you know, as I've learned in this business, show business, it's a team effort. You know, there's there's no real heroes in any of this. You know, you you do if it's a small part you play, do the best that you can. If it's a bigger part, you know, really work your buns off and make it happen. And because you know, you're helping somebody else out at the same time, and hopefully the check is you know okay. But you know, there's there's that. Now, mostly what I do these days is all is all voice work. You know, I'm a I'm a voice actor. I work on a, a bunch of little projects here and there. But but yeah, that's that's kind of what I do now. I'm not really so much interested in the camera, although I've done still, I mean, if the right deal came along, you know, why not? You should be in front of the camera. You're good. Well, thank you. Thank you. Yeah. I appreciate that. It's very kind of you to say, yeah, I've been in radio for, you know, most of my career. So, and I've done some television. I was a television news anchor for like six years. Really? Yeah. What? It was before oh. the mustache and the ponytail, but yeah. <laughs> when, cause I'm curious about how you see news today. You know, oh, yeah, I got it. I got into it in the late 80s, in the early 90s. And it was a far different world than it is today, yeah. you know, because we had this whole notion of integrity, you know, not lying to the audience, um, not overblowing things, not exaggerating things. There was still that whole if it bleeds, it leads nonsense. But nowadays, you know, I can't even watch the local television news here because it's the stories just aren't there. They're not telling you everything or they're not, or they're not telling you the right things. And, you know, with the morning show, uh, I sent you a link this morning as, as a matter of fact, but you know, when LJ were on, you know, we spend, we spend our morning, we go through probably, oh, uh, I don't know, 150, 200 different stories before we start bringing stuff out onto the air. And, you know, I, I, I look at this world that we're living in right now. You, I think you're fortunate being in Canada. I'll <laughs> be quite frank, I'm a little jealous because here it's this there's this incredibly toxic environment that's going on and we're trying to find humor in some of that and and, and not not to be a distraction but as a point of escapism and and oh, yeah well i think that's why you know these podcasts are taking off cuz yeah. you know people want what they want when they want and as you said you know every morning you wake up it's a blessing cuz you're up yeah but life is tough and why invite more toxicity into your life you know so if your show hopefully our show others there's so many um various shows coming out now like i was listening to your changes in the wind episode you yes know, yes about all the various like there's a podcast for anything i know you know and yeah, so, you know, if if there's a gift behind COVID, it's the people that never thought podcasts were going to take off like they have. Oh, yeah, the whole streaming thing, the whole streaming world. Yeah. You know, everybody got stuck at home all of a sudden. And, yeah. and and a lot of lessons have been learned and it was, you know, people can work from home now. We've learned that, you know, for, for a lot of folks that are, that have that luxury, which is great. And they still have a job. That's fantastic. And they can still work from home. Uh, sometimes education, if you got kids that can be done at home. Um, I don't have any kids that I'm aware of. So that, that has, that's been a, I don't have to worry about that, but I'll tell you something else that has happened and it's, it's the streaming entertainment and it has become enormous. I mean, Netflix is just, it's, it, it mushroomed and without the pandemic, People, people like uh, you know, people that you and I speak to all the time probably wouldn't have heard of Tiger King, for example. <laughs> you know, yeah. that that, that yeah. craziness. Well, I remember I was reading they uh, the streaming uh, services. They never ever thought they would be able to tap into the 
um, 55 to 75 demographic. And that is the biggest growing demographic that's watching streaming services now. Yeah. Isn't that something? Yeah. 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 So, yeah, I, I don't know. It's just, I'm curious, you know, when things get back, I guess, perhaps to the old ways, you know, some of those traditional talk show hosts, like, you know, will they get their audience back or, you know, things like that? I don't know. It's a good question. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of changes ahead uh, for all of us. And I think some of it will be permanent and I think most of it will be good. Uh, yeah. You know, my my 87 year old father is is now a huge fan of Netflix and and Amazon and, you know, he and his buddies, they sit there and they watch all that stuff all the time. And in fact, he watches it more than I do. I don't really watch much television at all, but, but yeah, the world has changed. I mean, he, hell, he hadn't even heard of this show. I mean, he would be, he'd be, I know after he'd listened to you and I'd be like, well, it was that girl. Hell, she seemed fun. You know, what's your dad's favorite show on Netflix? He has really gotten, uh, uh, really enamored with, uh, Schitt's Creek. Eugene Levy's in that. Yes, yes, he's 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 all he said. That's the funniest thing he'd seen ever on television. He loves it. And if uh, if your dad can find this, it's the old Eugene Levy, John Candy, yeah. you know Dan Aykroyd, um, SCTV. SCTV, yeah, Second City TV, yeah. yeah. Yeah, if he wants something funny to watch, you know that. My dad's favorite is Faulty Towers still. Oh, Faulty <laughs> Towers is the best. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, I, one of the services, I don't know if you have it up there. You might have it. Uh, there's a, it's a, it's a free streaming platform called Pluto, P-L-U-T-O, like the planet, Pluto TV, Pluto.tv. And it's like, it acts like a cable provider, right? So there's just a million channels on this thing and they're, they run commercials and stuff. So that's why it's free, but they've got this channel that they put in there. It's dark shadows. And it's the old the old soap opera from back in the sixties and seventies, I think it was, something like that, about the the vampire that lived in the castle. And it's this gothic soap opera. And I came across it uh one night and I sat here in my office for probably an hour and a half, just stuck to it. And I caught it in midstream. And I was like, This is so bad, it's delicious, it's wonderful, and it's just fantastic television because everything was done in one take. So there's pe- people bumping into furniture, the camera shaking, uh, somebody walks into a door that hasn't been opened, you know, it's just, oh, it's hysterical, but it's, but it's, that's part of the the joy. Cause I grew up with television a lot like that. And certainly radio, you know, it's like with this thing, I'm not going to edit anything out of this. You know, I just don't do it. I like to catch everything just as raw as it can be. So unless you, you know, go completely nuts and I got to cut, cut some of that out of there, but I'm not going to do that, Sherry. <laughs> No, uh, but no, it's fun because uh, my father, he, I never thought would watch streaming as well. And he's a big MASH fan. Oh, and yeah. he phoned me yesterday and he said, did you know Alden Alden has his own show? I didn't know that, but yeah. there's almost one for everyone. <laughs> well, that's just it. The internet has given everybody a, a platform. You know, the, the playing field is now level. You don't have to pitch shows to the networks like you used to. And you don't have to go to studios. If you've got a, you know, if you got a few bucks in your pocket and to finance a, a, you could take your screenplay and produce it and get it out there. You know, if you really wanted to go that route now, would it be worth it in the, in the, in the long run? I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. It depends, but having the muscle behind a distributing studio, that's where you want to be clearly. Yeah. Speak, yeah. Speaking of screenplays, what is the genre of what you've written? I don't, you don't have to get into the details with it. Cause I don't want you to lose it. Uh, well, one, okay. <laughs> one is it's, to do with a casino in Las Vegas. Yes. And uh, the other one is a comedy about money laundering. <laughs> and got um, a thing for the yeah, mob, do you? Yeah. <laughs> you like the you like the, the whole the mafia scene thing? Is that where you're going to go? I do, I do. And you know, well, here's a fun thing to you know, if there's ever a lull if you're on a road trip or something. Um, when you're watching flicking channels and looking for a movie or something, where do you usually land where you feel like it's almost home? For me, I love well, I shouldn't say I love, um, you know, like the 1920s, you know, the Bonnie mm-hmm. and Clyde, the cars, the fashions, everything. And so I'm, maybe that was me in a past life. I don't know. But yeah. that, I enjoy that. You know what I mean? It was, I don't know. Do you have a, a time period? Kind of like that. The 20s, 30s, you know, the right around the uh, stuff around the, the, uh, the, the prohibition around the depression. And I'm also a fan of the old West. Um, some of the more grittier, more real time, not that hokey stuff that was sixties and seventies, but the stuff that have been done and even redone to a certain extent nowadays are cool. You know, the, um, I think one of the things that really got my attention was, it was a remake of uh, 310 to Yuma 
uh, when Russell Crowe took it on. That's an old, old film that had been redone, and they've brought it up to where people have a kind of a closer look at what historically that that time was like. And as a hobby of mine, I do. I read a lot of history, so you know, I, I study it and I and I and I enjoy that. I like to see how people lived a long time ago. Oh yeah, no. I when I remember when I was in university, I took a lot of American history courses, and and I love it. You know, we were speaking earlier, like uh, your state. I I have to come to your state. It's in my top two. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but I I want to see your Mount Rushmore. You know, I I and your your landscape in your nation. You you're so lucky. You know, Canada's similar. Um, you know, we've got a border town called Asuias and we've got you know the tip of a desert. But you have it all. You've got you know, the Oregon greens, you got the desert in Arizona, you know, you've got, you know, the Mississippi, you've got so much that, you know, it'd be so great to do a road trip. It is. It's a, it, it is a beautiful country and we're very fortunate to have what we have of it now. And uh, it's, it has done my heart good to, to see here of late more and more people wanting to take better care of what we've got, you know, cause this is, this is all we have. And, yeah. you know, notwithstanding the political uh, theater that we're, we're living in right now, but, you know, we get so afraid about, you know, people talking about drilling into places they shouldn't be drilling or running pipelines through places where they shouldn't be. And people dumping stuff into the rivers and, and the lakes and the streams, you know, I, you know, I'm an outdoors guy myself. I love being outside and, and, and going to yeah. places and camping and fishing and all that fun stuff. Yeah, yeah. No, um, no, God gave you, you know, gave Hollywood the best, you know, backdrop for any movie they want to film. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It makes it easy. <laughs> yeah. yeah, Memphis is different because the, you know, we, we, we're down in that, that low, if you look at the map, the lower left corner is kind of the, kind of the gag. And we're, you know, literally across the, I'm 15 minutes from Arkansas and 15 minutes from Mississippi. Oh wow! Okay, really? so so we're, we're, we're anything you want is is right here in the tri-state area, and the people in Nashville and Memphis have kind of this ongoing kind of a a cutesy little rivalry. It's nothing very serious at all, but you know both are music towns. You know we're about to rock and roll in the blues, and they're about the country and the pop and whatever they do there. And the people in Nashville like to think that Memphis is really part of Mississippi, which I guess is probably okay. You know, I lived in Mississippi for a while at one point, and it's, it's one of those places I fell in love with, and I love the people there. Sometimes I wish they did better things than what they're doing decision wise, but you know that what do you, what do you what are you gonna do? That's just that's just life in the life in those cities. But yeah, you should come here. You'd like I think you would enjoy it. No, I would love. Well, our show, um, Brian Sebastian's movie reviews and more. We we plan to come there. You know, for a good week. Um, one of the girls, one of the co-hosts, Jessica Heim, she's from there. Oh, is she and, really? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah, and and she's a blessing. She's an amazing singer. Um, she usually performs on cruise ships, and so lucky for us, we get more of Jessica. <laughs> yes, she's unable to do that. Yeah, and so uh, the great Edie Han, she was going to be involved with the arranging of it, and that's Elvis Presley's cousin. Yes. So yes. Yeah, and we were going to go to Graceland, and, and my dream has always been to see Dollywood. <laughs> that's a little further east of here. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and. But God, it's so cute because everyone goes, Sherry, that's a long drive. It's like three hours across the street. <laughs> yeah. Across the street. Yeah. And I'm like, it's 14 across British Columbia, but okay, I'll do a road trip. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that three hours, boy, it'll kill you. You got to pack a lunch for a ride like that, you know. <laughs> but, but my goodness, I was reading up about your, yeah, and uh, with lumber, you know, I put a lot of lumber into your state and I, I really love it there. And, uh, so, um, but you have so much, so much to offer in your state, you know, your zoos and, and, uh, I think you've got actually, is it the back to the future car? There, you know, there's like a dozen of them. Um, and I think one of them is down in Mississippi, not far from here, about a half hour from here. Um, I think at one of the casinos, I don't know. Um, and, you know, there's. If there is, I'm not aware of where where it might be. There's a car. There's there's a car museum that's just opened not far from here. So that's pro that maybe what you're thinking maybe. of. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. And it's, it's maybe like Jack Daniels. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Well, there's that. That's that's down the road as well. I've been there. You know, that's a dry county. Is it? Yeah. Yeah. Where they where they make the Jack Daniels in Lynchburg, Tennessee. It is dry county. They can't sell it. Wow. I know it's crazy. They can give it away, but they but they but they can't sell it. Oh really? No, no. I um. No, I'd love to come to your state. Uh, so just a little trivia. If anyone sees any lumber wrap, it's probably already gone. But 
it was a white wrap and it had the big blue navy blue G and um Roman and uh maple leaf on it and said Galloway Lumber. That was our wood. That was that was yours. Our <laughs> yeah. stu- our studios so the Memphis is kind of a distribution center. Uh, that's where it's kind of its claim to fame is because we're kind of fairly close to the middle of the country. So we've you know, FedEx their home is here. You know, so okay. if, if you're FedExing something, uh, it's going to come through Memphis before it goes back to wherever it, wherever it goes. And uh, we've got a lot of railroads around here. In fact, our, yeah, our BNSF. Yeah. yeah, BNSF. In fact, the BNSF, one of the lines runs right behind my studios. Oh, really? Yeah. And and wow. and I'm like 15 minutes from there now. And then just down the road from me where I'm sitting here is, is the other end of that line. Really? Does oh, yeah. it rumble? Uh, if you're standing close enough to it, yes, it does. In our studios, when, and when you come down, you'll see it. it we're, you know, we're probably, I don't know, uh, maybe 7,500 feet from from the tracks, but we're down underground in what what was originally built as sort of a fallout shelter that's been converted into a recording studio. So it's so it's fairly well insulated. You don't you don't really notice it. Oh wow! Yeah. No, I, I really, really cannot wait to come to your state. You know, and uh, I hope my father comes with me. And no, I'm I'm really excited. I I just yeah, I, I can't wait to say that I've been there. I'll take you to places that you don't see on the tourist maps. How about that? That's the best. Yes, that's the, every time I want to go to a city, you know, I always want to go where the where do the locals don't want you to go? You know, where where's 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 the real the real fun of it? You know, like here we have the world famous Beale Street. That's the entertainment district, right? That's the it's it's um it's like uh, Bourbon Street in New Orleans, right? It's just a, it's a whole line of clubs and bars and stuff. And, it, and it's, and it can be what it is, but none of the locals really tend to go down there that often. So they, they go to other little places and, and I've learned where those little places are and that you'll, you'll see, uh, uh, acts and, and, and hear some great music and, and meet people that are just stellar, stellar folks that you normally wouldn't find in a touristy spot like that. So, you know, yeah, I mean, I'd be more than happy to show you all that stuff. You, you, oh, you guys it. need to come down I here. I want you to do it. <laughs> you please do. I want you to do that. Um, I bring guess. Bring your dad. Yes. Bring your dad. Bring my dad. Yep. I'll, I bet he's a wealth of history. <laughs> he is. He sure is. He was here not too terribly long ago. And uh, we'll see if we can make, I have to get his ass on a plane and get him here. But yeah, I think we could probably make that happen. Oh. You know, it's a long drive from where I'm originally from. He's down in South Texas and, and that's about four. Oh. It's about fourteen hours from here, by car. Oh. Yeah, you know. But hell, you know, the, the, you can you can hop on a plane to direct flight for like I don't know, hour and a half maybe. Piece of cake. I went on Frontier Airlines for the first time. Yeah, and I went from L.A. to Miami, and it was like, it, oh gosh, it was like eighty dollars, and I couldn't believe it. Yeah. So I'm on the plane, <laughs> and everybody's bringing food to go on the plane with them. And so I said to the lady, I go, "Was I supposed to bring food?" And she goes. Yeah, that's why it's so cheap. I'm like, ding, 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 sign me up. <laughs> I can't believe, you know, I'm like to pay for a bring without food. You know, it's a, it's it's affordable. <laughs> well, yeah, that's and that's how they do that. We have one that flies out of here called Allegiant Airlines, and you pay like I don't know, like forty bucks. That just gets you on the plane, and then you gotta you gotta pay like another eight or nine bucks for the seat. You know, then there's you know all these little stuff. These they nickel and dime you to death on these things. You still come out a lot cheaper. You know, but if you want something to drink, they, there's no free water. There's no free coffee. No, you know, they have cocktails and sandwiches and stuff, but they're going to, well, they're going to hit you for it, you know. But you're sitting on like a lawn chair that's strapped to the floor of the plane. So, you know, you got that going for you. Uh, I guess with the pandemic, uh, though, that it's kind of slowed your role some, hasn't it? Uh, you know, not being out modeling. I guess this, this spring and summer was sort of a... Kind of a waste for photo shoot, uh, photo shoots and uh, other types of things. So you're back into the streaming or staying with the streaming a little heavier. Yeah, yeah. No, um, I've been, um, I'm lucky that I've been able to stay with Brian Spashin on his show and, and hop into a co-hosting role in other shows. Yeah. Um, so I've been doing that. But, you know, you, this is the one time in a lifetime that you get a second chance to make a first impression. So <laughs> when the borders do open, hopefully, you know, I'll be able to people will still want to see me. <laughs> well, I know I do. And, you know, we just met. So yeah, I want to see you down here. I mean, there's, uh, I think you, I think you'd really enjoy it. You'll, I, you'll oh, be driving I- around going, I know that lumber. I know that wood. I know that tree. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I really, I cannot wait. Yeah. That'd be, that'd be a good thing. So when you're not working in the show business, are you doing anything aside from that? You're just, uh, just trying to lay low and stay healthy. 
Yeah, yeah, that, well, I do a lot of homework. I'm kind of that nerd, you know, so it's, it's, it's you know, every time we get announced a guest coming on, you know, you start doing your treasure hunt to find out any gems you might uncover and get to know the person, you know, so. Sure. Um, so, yeah, I do a lot of homework for the shows. Yeah, I felt like I just got interviewed on your show. <laughs> no, you're good. I couldn't believe I got a message from you and I'm like, I'm listening to you right now. <laughs> <laughs> well, I didn't know, I didn't know you were doing that. Yeah, because this show has gone through its, through its little change. I mean, we've been doing this thing from Radioland for nearly seven years. You know. No, it's good. And I was excited that you said that you're coming back bigger than ever. And, and you know, I'm excited that I can be a part of that. So, no, it's good. You've got you've got a great voice and your lineup coming up. And, and the last few guests that you've had, like Soho Johnny, you've been, yeah, you've got some good shows. Well, I, I have Eileen to thank for that. And that's, uh, she's she's a delightful lady. She's, that whole, that whole outfit is just fantastic. I couldn't believe we looked into that deal. Yeah, if you meet her. You know, and, and, you know, you don't stop laughing. She is, she is so fun and you just laugh a lot and she's the best, you know, she's a magnet for all good things, you know, and uh, yeah, to have her, you know, connected with you, you're, you're going only up. I hope so. Cause we've been not doing that. We was it was he saying is that we're not going anywhere. It's like we haven't been going anywhere for a while. So like, you know we're, we're we're hanging around, staying flat, but we're here. You know, not running no, away. No, no, you're you're good. You're, you're no. How can you not be good doing good with that voice? Well, I you know I'd, I'd I this this business is so funny. You know, uh, there there are people that I know that have been knocking around this business forever, and then they'll they'll hit. And they become that quote unquote, you know, overnight sensation. And I said, well, look at you just come out of nowhere overnight. And I go, yeah, it's been a long night, you know, <laughs> 20 years of darkness here. But yeah, I mean, it's, it, it's, it's frustrating. And you, and you, you hope that, you know, the right people come along and they catch what you're doing. And, and, uh, you know, maybe, maybe they throw a bone your way and give you a shot at something, you know, and that's really kind of the, the best we can hope for. And, and now everything is all up in the air. We don't know what's going to happen. Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, that's, yeah, that's how I feel, you know, like you think, oh, next month, but it's been crazy. They've, they've adjusted the possibility of the border opening eight months in a row. So mm. I just kind of give up hoping for that. But no, your show, you're, you're, in, you know, you've got great intellect. So um, people, they'll, you're crazy. You have a very popular show. I don't know about cra- well, crazy. I guess is in the is in the eye of the doctor. You know, you're, you've got a great show. You've got a great mind, and that's all that matters. Well, that's 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 about all I got, and that's probably all I need. Hopefully, you know, and having Ladies, folks like you. He's not telling the truth. He's a very handsome, strong man. Well, I don't know about all that either, but nevertheless, you're very, you're very, you're very, very kind. Um, I, I, I want to take a, a, a brief break, but when I want to, I want to try something new since we're doing something with this show. Do you, are you up for something a little new to, to, to try on the, from, from radio? Yeah. We'll, we'll play a little game. It's a game you can't lose. So you got that going for you. My kind of game. <laughs> all right, then. So we'll pause. Uh, we've got more with Sherry Nelson now, right after this. Don't run away. Wizards is corona-free and is your headquarters for your essential quarantine supplies. Their viral sale is happening right now with deals throughout the store. Get some sage to chase away the bad stuff. Incense, woodwick candles, decorative fans, and things to keep you busy while you're stuck at home. T-shirts, bandanas, hats, and more on sale right now. CBD, Kratom products, and personal cleansers for that job interview. Open 10 to 10 every day at 1999 Madison Avenue in Midtown or get it all delivered when you order online at wizardsmemphis.com. Wizards, because it's still smoking. Must be 18 or older to buy smoking-related products. Social distancing slows the spread of coronavirus. So if you have a fever, dry cough, and shortness of breath, call your healthcare provider before going in. More info at coronavirus.gov. Let's all do our part because we're all hashtag alone together. Brought to you by the Ad Council. Here's what's coming up on the next episode from Radio Land with Rick Cheddar. Soho Johnny is here. Hello, Soho. How are you, sir? More now than ever before, right? Oh, yeah. That, uh kind of stays with you and motivates you to go forward. I used to stutter as a kid <laughs> back in the Bronx when I was a kid. Isn't that funny? Wow. Well, here I am up on the stage, you know, you know, performing or, you know, when I do my shows, I'm very animated. I'm, I'm very, uh, you know, those that have seen been to any of my shows, and, you know, I put on my own performance because I just can't help myself. <laughs> you know, you get up there and <laughs> yeah. enjoy it. And, and yes, yeah, so, so now I'm doing some, uh, Cutting some some tracks and singing and, uh, and, and, and doing, I have some more invitations maybe to do some acting acting roles. I've done some small ones, but nothing 
significant yet. But it's all looming and going forward. For previous episodes, go to radio-memphis.com. To download episodes to your mobile device, search the show in iTunes, player.fm, stitcher.com, Pocket Cast, or tune in. And now, here's more with Rick Cheddar from Radioland. All right, you heard what's coming up next time on the program. Uh, before we uh, before we wrap it up, Sherry Nelson is uh, still with us. Uh, Sherry, thank you so much for being on the program. Uh, you're an absolute doll, and uh, I'm, I'm just a. Uh, uh, thrilled that I got the chance to sit here and chat with you. This is uh, this is this has been a day brightener for me. Ah, uh, thank you. No, I've been looking forward to it. Finally, it's here. <laughs> well, and look, any anything that I can ever do for you down the way, not that I could do much, but if there's anything I can do to help you out, let me know. Yeah, you know, we'll get, oh, we'll get you, you heard it there, folks. Yeah, that's right. We'll get you on the air over at Radio Memphis. You can do a call in over there when we're live, and uh, and, and when I you love it. And when you come into town, stop by, say hello. I'll show you where all the good places to eat are at, and uh, I can eat. <laughs> <laughs> Who can't? I love that people go. You know, do you like to eat? Or what's your? And then they go, and they go uh, yeah, I suppose. Well, you have to eat. You know, that's, that's the whole point. Which brings me to this. I want to play a little game with you. We're going to kind of try this out. I may have tried this before, like a long, long time ago. But it's a little game. I've, I've, I, I came up with this while I was in the shower, of all places, as these things happen. And it's a little game I like to call playing favorites. Now, when you're in the radio business, you get accused of playing your favorite music all the time when you're sitting there behind the board. We don't do that, but but this gives me a chance to actually play favorites with you, and I'm going to ask you five quick questions, and you tell me what your favorite thing is on this. You got it? Okay. All right. You can't lose. No, it's, there's no there's no there's no score in this. I just yeah, I just want to hear hear what some of your favorites are, if you don't mind. As long as I pick your favorites, no. <laughs> well, we can try that. Uh, let's try. What's your, what's your favorite flavor of ice cream, Sherry? Vanilla. V- vanilla. <laughs> are you really? A, are you a vanilla girl? I'm so pouring. Yes. No, I'm a like, date. <laughs> like like chocolate sauce, even maybe some fruit. No, I like vanilla. <laughs> like whole bean vanilla or just plain old artificial vanilla ice cream. Any American ice cream, I love. I'm serious. You guys, as soon as I cross the border, I want dairy. So really, <laughs> well, okay then. <laughs> I'll add that to the list of things to do when Sherry comes to town. <laughs> uh, what's your favorite movie, Sherry? Uh, Tequila Sunrise. Do you really? Yeah. Yep, Michelle Pfeiffer, good. Raul Julia, good. Raul Julia was a he was a he was a gem, an absolute gem, and yes. an actor. Yep. Nope. I love that movie. I can watch it a million times. Would Would that be your favorite cocktail too? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I figured as you much. You know what? My favorite cocktail, as long as it looks good in a fancy glass, is my favorite cocktail. <laughs> well, there you go. Uh, w- with all your travels and uh, all the places perhaps you've seen uh, that you've been and maybe, I don't know, maybe some that you haven't, what would be your favorite location to be? That I have been or want to go to? Uh, let's do both. Okay. I want to go to the Maldives. Uh-huh. And my favorite place that I have been? Um, I like Miami. It was very musical when I was there. I just loved it. The sounds, the, the air quality. It was not, it was really cold in Canada when I flew there. So uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, Miami, it was a melodic city. It was beautiful. Well, and you've also picked two locations that are, that are really bright and warm. I'm not Canadian at all. No, not at all. <laughs> I know everyone says, how do you know you've made it? I'm like, if there's a palm tree in my backyard, I've made it. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Yeah, you, you know, if you have to wear sunscreen to walk to the car, you've made it, right? Is that how that is? Uh, what would be your favorite pizza topping? Cheese. Cheese. 
Oh my goodness, it's the dairy again. <laughs> it, it is the dairy. I, for a second, I, w- I would have thought you'd have gone Canadian bacon. No, I have a little chihuahua and she's white and she looks like a little piglet. I've been off bacon since I've had her. <laughs> well, you know, that's probably not a bad thing. It's to I be don't off. condemn anyone. It's just I know, I'm, I feel you. Yeah. Uh, what, what's your thoughts on pineapple on pizza now that I'm thinking about it? the tang i don't have anything against it i got you all right and finally you got a saturday night saturday night off you got nowhere to go you got nothing to do what would be your ideal what's your favorite thing to do on a saturday night your ideal thing to do uh a nice dinner a drink and a fancy glass with vanilla ice cream for dessert (laughs) can't argue with that at all i'm trying to tie it all together No, 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 not at all. No, that's no, that's great. I mean, you're uh, you're a woman who knows what she wants and uh, knows how to get it. And as long as you've got a cow and a dairy processor, you're good to go. <laughs> exactly. Who doesn't want a cow? <laughs> no, uh, no conversation. You know, yeah, have you know, laughter, good conversation, and a good cocktail. It can't go wrong. No, not at all. That's 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 fun. Well, you know, there's plenty of cows around here, so maybe we can get one to go home with you. Perhaps, yeah. We'll see. We'll we'll see you when you get here. Well, yeah, we'll, you're, you're going to leave here all sorts of twisted and crooked after you've been to Memphis. It's <laughs> the sensors will have fun. <laughs> oh well, we don't even use those. You know? <laughs> it'll, it'll it'll be fun. I can promise you that. Uh, Sherry, th- thank you so very much for your time and uh, having a chance to sit down and have a chat with me. That uh, it, it's made my made my evening. No, thank you. No, I was really looking forward to this. So. No, you're a lot of fun, and I'm gonna hold you to it. I think I was, if I get off the plane in Memphis, I'm coming to you. Sure, you're got. You know how to find me, and uh, please do, and uh, we'll uh, we'll get you hooked up and uh, show you the right places to go and the places you probably shouldn't be seen around. <laughs> My favorite places. <laughs> well, yeah, those are some of the places that I go to, but, uh, but you know. Uh, <laughs> Everyone knows your name when we go it's, there. It's it's <laughs> the perks of the business. They go, hey, what are you doing here? Oh, it's you. Oh, okay. <laughs> You know, that kind of thing. You got that money you owe me? I get a lot of that, you know, that kind of thing. But Sherry, once again, thank you. Uh, and please be safe, uh, you know, with, with all of this, this scary stuff with this pandemic going around. It's I, I've, I've known, I personally know of a few people that got it and it's and it's just terrifying. And I'd hate to I'd hate to hear that you that you came down with this thing. So please, you know, take care of yourself. No, thank you. You too. And God bless you and your father. Thank you so much. And we'll, and we'll chat soon. Yes. There you go. Sherry Nelson, ladies and gentlemen. Rick Cheddar from Radioland is produced by Pirate Radio Studios Incorporated, Memphis, Tennessee. All music performed during this episode was used by permission. No part of this program can be rebroadcast or used in any other way except by written consent. For more, go to radio-memphis.com. Hey, really? Nobody knows I wear boxer shorts. Could you tell? No, all I see is from here up on you. Oh, thank God, because I'm like, oh, I got found out. No, these are my lucky boxer shorts. I wear it. Nobody knows. And I'm no, like, I, didn't see, I didn't see nothing. I wouldn't tell if I did, maybe. That's <laughs> why <laughs> so I'm like, oh. <laughs> and there is that. So if you see me all fancy and refined, you'll be like, I know her game. I know what she's doing. <laughs> <laughs>